0: Welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible Teacher Yolanda Tyler. Bible Teacher Yolanda Tyler teaches the good news of Jesus Christ and Biblical Christian principles that empower all people with real-life timeless applications for daily kingdom living. Now here's your host, Bible Teacher Yolanda Tyler, sharing kingdom truths for kingdom living. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We are excited about God's word on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. For faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We pray for every listener that they will hear your word and receive your word in Jesus name. Amen. We're going to continue our sermon series titled "A Great Expectant Hope." I will be reading in your hearing from the New American Standard version of the Bible, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 to 18. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Our first biblical principle in this series is we have a great expectant hope because of the revelation of God's truth. Number two, because all believers will see Jesus. Our third biblical principle is we have a great expectant hope because all believers will hear sounds from heaven, and our fourth principle is because we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now let's continue in 2 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. The last part of that verse says, And the dead in Christ will rise first. Our future is more blessed than our present. The Bible is clear that the resurrection from the dead is one of the elementary doctrines of our faith. According to Hebrews chapter six, verses one and two, the word says, therefore, let us leave behind the basic teaching about Christ and advance to maturity without laying the foundation all over again, repentance from dead works and faith in God instruction about baptisms, and laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. The Apostle Paul preached about the importance of the resurrection in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 19 to 20. He writes, if we have hoped in Christ only in this life, we are of all people most to be pitted. But the fact is, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. Even the Old Testament prophets, Isaiah and Daniel, believed and taught about the resurrection of the saints. Isaiah twenty-six nineteen says, your dead shall live. Together with my dead body, they shall arise. And even though Israel's pain and travail would be great, Isaiah was confident that believing saints would partake in the resurrection. In Daniel's writings, it was believed that the resurrection of the Old Testament saints would happen at the second coming. Daniel chapter 12 verse 2 says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And there are several biblical accounts of people who were raised from the dead in the Old Testament. We read about it in 1 Kings 17 when the widow's son was raised from the dead by the prophet Elijah. And then again, we read about another account in 2 Kings chapter 4, when the Shunammite son was raised from the dead by the prophet Elisha. And in the New Testament, there are so many accounts of people who were raised from the dead during the earthly ministry of Jesus. One of them was the resurrection of Jairus' daughter, and it is reported in the three synoptic gospels. We find this account in Matthew chapter 9, Mark chapter 5, and Luke chapter 8. Jesus touched Jairus' daughter. He spoke to her and took authority and the resurrection miracle took place in her life. And then on the cross at Calvary, when Jesus yielded up his spirit, the earth quaked and the Bible says, in the book of Matthew chapter 27, 52, that the tombs were open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. All of these people and the scriptures that were raised from the dead, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, they lived, but eventually they died again. But Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God, the God man, the one true living God, when he was resurrected from the dead, one thing we know for sure that he never died again and nor will he ever die again. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the guarantee of our bodily resurrection and it is the reason for our great expectant hope. Jesus conquered death once and and for all. And he sees the keys of hell and death according to Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. And he is our risen eternal King. Jesus the Christ is alive and well. And we have a great expectant hope because of our belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, because we know the word of God, and from reading our Bibles, that there were skeptics of Jesus's day, those religious leaders, the Sadducees, did not believe in the resurrection of the dead. And today, there are still religious skeptics who might not believe in the resurrection of the dead. But You might not believe it, but the word of God is true, whether you believe it or not. For God is God and apart from God and his word, truth does not exist. Truth is transcendent. It goes beyond our finite minds and our logic and reasoning. It goes beyond our human understanding and comprehension. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. And I dare you to read the gospels for yourself. These are not just stories. These are factual actual accounts of real life events. And I dare you to believe the truth of God's word. As you read and research scriptures for yourself, you will discover that Jesus provided proof after his bodily resurrection. He made several glorious visitations, and some cameo appearances to different individuals and groups of people. Jesus stayed on the earth for 40 days after the resurrection, according to the physician Luke's writings in Acts chapter 1 verse 3. And then in the book of John chapter 20, there is an account where Jesus first appeared to a woman, Mary Magdalene, who was mourning and weeping outside the tomb. Our risen Lord also walked with two disciples on the road to Emanus, according to Luke chapter 24, and he appeared to the 11 disciples in Luke chapter 14, verse 36, and spoke to them and said, Peace be unto you. The most vivid account of our Savior's appearance was to Thomas, and the other disciples eight days later when he miraculously entered a room and asked Thomas to touch him. John 20 verse 27 to 28 says, then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and bring your hand and put it in my side and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God, Thomas saw and touched the risen Christ, but we have not seen him yet. We believe. And the Bible says we are blessed because of it. On one occasion, scripture says he appeared to 500 people according to first Corinthians chapter fifteen, six. These multiple appearances were proof to all that Jesus indeed had risen from the dead. And we have a living expectant hope because we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is the cornerstone and center of our faith. And God said it, we believe it, and that settles it. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Now let's continue. The Apostle Paul now addresses what is going to happen to the living believers. In First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible says, Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall always be with the Lord. Our fifth biblical principle is, We have a great expectant hope because we believe in the rapture of the church. The word then in this verse indicates that there is a sequence of events, one thing after the other. The resurrection is the first event. The rapture is the second event. The Apostle Paul uses the first person plural pronoun again. He places himself among the living, surviving ones, and he thought the Lord would come in his lifetime. He also places emphasis on the phrase alive and remain, which is repeated from verse 15. And as we said earlier, it means the surviving ones, the living ones, or the remaining remnant. The word caught up comes from the Greek word harpazo. It means to seize, to carry by force, or to snatch out of danger. This is where we get the word rapture from. It's a violent snatching away by divine irresistible force. It comes from the Latin word raptura, which simply means seizing. The rapture is also called the translation, and it's taken From the Latin word, translicio, which means transferring or transporting. Because Christ will transport the church from one location to another at the time of the rapture. Now, at the time this epistle was penned, the saints at Thessalonica were still living. And they wanted to know what would happen to them. And some of us today, the living saints, we want to know what's going to happen to us. So the apostle Paul places focus and emphasis back on the remaining ones or the surviving remnant and gives us a clear account of this prophetic event. First things first, the dead in Christ are resurrected and united with Jesus. The next thing is that we The living saints will be raptured and taken up. The New Testament doctrine of the rapture is simply the catching away of living believers to be with Jesus. In the book of Acts, chapter 8, verse 39, Luke gives us a picture of what the snatching away will look like. The Bible says, when they came up out of the water... The spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away and the eunuch no longer saw him, but went on his way rejoicing. And then the apostle Paul describes a similar experience of being caught up when he gets a glimpse of the third heaven where Jesus and the saints live. He writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses three to four. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. The rapture conveys the idea of suddenness, quickness, or abruptness. Jesus himself is coming down from heaven with his great power and glory to snatch us up right out of this evil, wicked world. Now that is good news. And the most encouraging news that we can teach and preach at this time and hour, we will be caught up with Jesus. We will see Jesus face to face. And he will bring us back to heaven with him. The Lord confirms this in the gospel of St. John, chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. It reads, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me in my father's house are many rooms if that were not so i would have told you because i am going there to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i am coming again and will take you to myself so that where i am there you also will be nothing or no precursors need to happen before the rapture no events need to happen before Jesus returns. The rapture is a signless, timeless, imminent, prophetic event. The rapture is the hidden secret departure of the saints. It is the next prophetic event on God's calendar. And you might say, Bible teacher Tyler, what is all this talk about the rapture? People have been talking about the rapture for a very long time, since the beginning of creation. And I have seen all the movies about the rapture and nothing has happened yet. And I just question and wonder, will it ever happen? Well, you can rest assured it will happen every word of God is true. When it will happen, now that is God's business. We need to take care of our business and get it right and be ready at all times to meet Jesus when he returns. Then some may question and wonder, well, why is it taking the Lord so long to come? Well, let's look at 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9. The word says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. The Lord is never late. He is always right on time. He will not be one second late concerning his promise. The Lord is in the saving business. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell and be eternally separated from him. He is waiting for the last person to repent and be saved. Now, let's be clear. There is a difference between the rapture and the second coming of Jesus Christ. There are signs that need to take place before the second coming of Jesus Christ, as mentioned in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verses 3 to 14. The rapture takes place before the tribulation and before the second coming of Christ. At the rapture or at as it is sometimes referred to as the first coming of Jesus, he is coming for the saints. Jesus is not coming to the earth at all during the rapture. He will not touch down on the Mount of Olives. But at the second coming of Christ, Jesus will touch down on the Mount of Olives and he will establish his kingdom on earth the rapture is exclusively for believers only. We will see Jesus. Unbelievers will not see Jesus and the world will never even know that the rapture took place. All unbelievers will be left behind and they will go through the great tribulation. However, at the second coming, according to Revelation chapter one, verse seven, all will see Jesus. The Bible says behold, he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him. Even they who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. And you might ask, well, Bible teacher Tyler, how will this take place? We know the saints are going to heaven, to be with Jesus. But how will we function in heaven with these physical bodies, with these earth suits? Well, I'm glad you ask. The Apostle Paul reveals and unfolds this mystery in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 50 to 52. The Bible says, now I say this, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I am telling you a mystery. We will not all sleep. Here Paul is speaking of the remaining living remnant, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed for this perishable must put on the imperishable and this mortal must put on immortality. In the twinkling of the eye, instantaneously, the living saints will be transformed. And when the church is raptured, those in Christ, whether living or dead, will be changed. We will only have to wait a brief moment like the flash of an eye, a nanosecond. Then we will have new spiritual glorified bodies like the resurrection body of Jesus Christ. The Bible says we shall be like him. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, it reads, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not been yet revealed, what we shall be but we know that when he is revealed we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is when jesus appeared in his resurrection body with the doors being shut he appeared to the disciples and he miraculously stood in their midst According to John chapter 10, verses 26 to 28, and our new glorified resurrection bodies will not be subject to the limitations of our physical bodies. One commentator wrote, We can scarcely say more than that John wants us to see that the risen Jesus was not limited by closed doors. Miraculously, he stood in their midst. Our new bodies will not be limited to closed doors. And since the dead will be raised and the living changed in the same manner as Jesus, we can get an idea of our future resurrection bodies. And I don't know about you, but I am excited about our new perfect glorified bodies because that means no more juicing, no more diets, no more Botox or tummy tucks. That also means no more skinny surgeries or breast implants, no more fake eyelashes or eyeglasses, no more facelifts, lifts or hair transplants. All the living saints will be gloriously changed while alive with perfect bodies and translated into the Lord's presence. Our bodies, will be suited to function with the Lord in heaven and later on to reign with the Lord and function with him on earth in the 1000 year millennial reign. Now that is something to shout about. Hallelujah, Thank you Jesus. We have a great expectant hope because we believe in the rapture of the church. Now let's continue. First Thessalonians, chapter four, verse 17 says, then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. The word together in this verse comes from the Greek word hama, and it means at the same time at once or together. The word with in this verse comes from the Greek word soon. And it speaks of our intimate union with Christ. When you combine both words, it's hama soon. This phrase occurs in First Thessalonians 5.10 and it means simultaneously with them. The Lord will rapture all believers and reunite us, both groups, the living and the dead, into his presence together at the same time and in the same space. One commentator said the two groups will, united as one company, arise to meet the Lord. It implies the full association and equality of the two groups. For the living, it will mean not only recognition of, but reunion with their departed loved ones. The raised dead and the changed living together will form one joint body. It will be a royal reunion for the family of God. And we just finished a family reunion in Louisiana and it was beautifully done. The fellowship and the food were great. There was a lot of love and laughter. We had so much fun. We took a lot of photos, played a lot of games, and we shared a lot of family memories and stories. And although it was an excellent turnout, nevertheless, there were still a lot of family members who were not present. Some of them had pre-planned vacations, others were working, and then some family members just had conflicts that prevented them from coming. But how many of you know, for this Royal Family Reunion, every one of our loved ones and family members who died in Christ will be in attendance. I can't wait to see my dad, my stepdad, my grandmother, grandfather, my godmother, and no saint will be absent from this family reunion. Every member of the family of God will be present. We will recognize each other, fellowship, and eternally be with one another. And we will never ever be separated again the royal reunion for the family of Jesus Christ will be like no other because our God is like no other. The Apostle Paul gives clear details to the saints at Thessalonica and lets them know and lets us know what our future will look like. We have so much to look forward to with a great expectant hope we know and believe our future is blessed, bright, and gloriously beautiful. We have a great expectant hope because we will partake in a royal reunion and a VIP reception. Now let's look at some practical applications for our lesson. Number one, name three important things about the rapture and share them with close friends to encourage them. Number two, reject the spirit of fear as you seek the Lord about Bible prophecy and the rapture. Number three, share the love of Christ and witness to the lost. Number four, learn to practice righteousness and walk in holiness in the anticipation of the Lord's return. And you might say, Bible teacher, Tyler, so who is this Jesus that is coming back? The Bible says in Romans 9 that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart, that God has raised him from the dead, then you shall be saved. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for salvation that's taken place all around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.